Welcome to a world of exploration, thought, and discussion, sequentially through 156 episodes of Rod Serling's seminal classic, The Twilight Zone. Welcome to Submitted for Your Approval. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. I am Brandon Cruz, your host, and with me today, I have another Cruz member of the family. No, not my son or her son, but Chelsea, Chelsea, my wife. Hello, Chelsea. Hello, it's me, the mother of the son. (laughs) The mother of the son, whose name we don't speak for privacy reasons. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. You're looking good over there. Thanks. It's these Princess Leia uh headphones i have on <laughs> yeah those those are those are my gaming headphones i'm mm, not sure if you knew that i feel smarter already uh-huh <laughs> you, you're ready to play any number of online video games <laughs> uh uh yeah we had a we had a wonderful dinner of some pho and let's just let's just tell everybody about that okay <laughs> all right why don't why don't you start how did you like the pho I would have liked it better if it were at the restaurant. I don't like putting together my own pho. I found uh, out. Is it would that be the same for like fondue? Could be. I don't know. Anything where I'm like, I don't know exactly how much of the amount they normally put in, and then I have to do it myself, and it doesn't ever taste exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Uh, just put in. I'm pretty sure I just put in like a tree of basil, and then <laughs> there were a couple sprigs of what maybe were like lemon weed. I don't know. There were things in my my to go box that I didn't know what they were, and I just put them in. Does does base uh, our son the, the name of son? He asked if where the leaves came from. Does basil grow on trees? It grows like an herb, like a, it's like an like an herb garden. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just making sure that we're not giraffes. That's why it's called basil because it grows <laughs> on the base of the earth. <laughs> Uh, funny. Uh, well, yeah, let's forget about it. <laughs> That's the only reason you wanted to talk about. The... Uh, let, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about why I brought you into my dungeon and it's to talk about the Twilight Zone, isn't it? I guess I have yet to been told. <laughs> uh, we're talking today about the season three, episode three, episode, The Shelter, originally aired 1961, September 21st. Uh, starring Jack Albertson as Jerry Harlow. He, we know him as, as Grandpa from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. What? Who was that? He was uh, he was Jerry. He was the he, best friend? The best friend, yeah. Oh, I didn't recognize him at all. Yeah, yeah. Or Poseidon Adventure, if, if you prefer that. Oh, I, I didn't even put the Poseidon Adventure and Willy Wonka guide together in the same thing. Yeah, they're in the same. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Crazy, huh? And yeah. that's the show. Let's turn it off. That's I can't <laughs> handle any more new information. Uh, Joseph Bernard as Marty Weiss, Michael Burns as Paul Stockton. I guess that that's the the kid. Uh, and Larry Gates as Doctor Stockton. He's the main character, he, right? He is the he is the main guy. Although I guess they kind of all share equal screen time. It seems. Yeah. But he's. I mean, it opens up to story about him and his house. Right. Right. I, yeah, it's 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 weird how they kind of no main character i guess it's it's a um what, what's that thing called when there's a bunch of characters like an ensemble cast ensemble 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 yeah yeah uh side note can you hear me swallowing yeah oh no i, to- I totally can okay uh i usually pull myself away from the mic when I- oh okay noted uh 
and directed by directed by Lamont Johnson, who directed eight episodes of the series, starting with this one. Oh, this is his first one. Yeah. Uh, what the? Oh, that's your Siri. That's my Siri. Siri thought you're talking to her. <laughs> Damn you, Siri. Yeah, that's legitimately the first time the series ever bothered me during a recording. She's jealous. Ugh. Like, I want to be on an episode. <laughs> uh, stay tuned. Season five, she'll be on. Um, direct, eight episodes, starting with this. Uh, also, five characters in search of an exit. And then a uh, teleplay by Rod Serling, who never heard of him. Um, now, we... Chelsea, since you were on last... Uh, I've years ago. <laughs> years ago. It, I've definitely yeah, 20... gained in wisdom. <laughs> There is a new thing that I have on, on the show, and it's called a segment, You, Me, and IMDb Synopses. Oh. And what we do is, is I have a synopsis, you have a synopsis, uh-huh. and IMDb has, has whatever they have written down. And Who so, writes that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, the box art people. Mm. Mm. Box trolls. Uh, you could get a job doing the synopsis for, for box art. <laughs> we figured it out. Um, so with, with, with that in mind, Chelsea, what is, give me a, give me your uh, one sentence synopsis for the episode. Did you prepare for this? I kind of, but I panicked. I told you last minute. I as I do when anybody asks me any question. And I thought, so here's my synopsis, but let me just say at a time that I feel like this could be a synopsis for at least three other Twilight Zone episodes. And so I don't feel like this was a very good specific one, but it was neighbors turn against each other out of fear. Would you watch that show? I would. I'd be like, what? This is my life. Basically. (laughs) This is, this is my, I, I, I accidentally ran over the neighbor's uh, grass. And out of fear of getting caught. (laughs) You go into your basement. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I wrote, uh, I didn't really, I didn't really think about it when I wrote this, uh, but our nameless son was, was there and he helped me and he read it out loud. It Uh, rhymes with Mexter. (laughs) (laughs) Privacy. Tex-Mexter. Tex-Mexter. Uh, I wrote, capitalist pig, capitalist pig, let me in, not by the hair of my well-planned decision. Oh, yours was clever. You told me, you didn't say it has to rhyme. You just said write a synopsis. <laughs> it doesn't have to rhyme. I was just, I'm was i stuck on that Neighbors nursery crime thing. turn against each other out of fur. <laughs> uh yeah, when I was originally going to have... Um, Yours is really vague, and Ma- it doesn't sound Madea. like a synopsis so much as it sounds like a tagline like on a movie poster. That's not... That's. I've never had anybody insult me on... I'm calling BS on your <laughs> synopsis. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, Gladstone, insulting me. Uh, <laughs> which he's, he's, on, drop. <laughs> he's on the next episode. Um, anyways, IMDb... The Gladstone? The Gladstone. Who's the Gladstone? <laughs> That's Futurama reference. Sorry. Um, IMDb writes, a suburban dinner party is interrupted by a bulletin warning of an impending nuclear attack. As the neighbors scramble to prepare themselves, they turn against the one family that installed a permanent bomb shelter. They got two sentences, to be fair. They they did. And I feel like they basically just said what I said, except I didn't give spoilers. They were cheating. I I, I know in a a way, I know they weren't preparing for this, this competition, 
but they <laughs> they, 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 they lost it. already they're out <laughs> uh so if you're listening head out to twitter eventually when i put a poll and you tell me which one of the three wins of course it's going to be chelsea's because come on like she didn't cheat and it didn't rhyme it's efficient it's succinct it's to the point it's a bunch of thesaurusy words like that <laughs> yes yeah yeah, that and that's how those are the grading criteria. Very often, not very often, I get to use the word succinct, so I'm pretty succinct. succinct. I, I was I was about to ask because I've been using that word a lot lately. That's because my dentures got caught on my. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's let's. Uh, I don't have dentures. To to be to be fair, if she did, she would still be beautiful. And you can you can thank. Oh God. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh God. She's gnawing at me. Uh all right. So let's let's get into the episode. Uh Chelsea, yes. what are your initial thoughts? Well, it opened with happy birthday playing. So I was like, oh, this might be the only Twilight Zone episode that's gonna be super jolly and lighthearted. But I knew better. I knew better than that. <laughs> My thoughts basically were so the names of the characters, let's just go over them again. So or do you want to give a premise for that? No, no, show? no. The, we did the synopsis already. That's why I do. That's why, <laughs> like, really uh, behind the scenes, I do the you, me, IMDb synopsis. That way I can be like, we already did the synopsis. Let's just talk about the episode. Oh, so it's like to weed out the fake listeners? No, it's it's to weed out, like, the 30 minutes of, like, okay, and then scene one, this is what but happened. I, okay, so here's what it is. This guy, Bill, has a bomb shelter and all of his other loser neighbors loser make neighbors. fun of him in a super passive-aggressive birthday dinner. <laughs> and then, guess what? There's a bomb scare. He's got a shelter. They don't. And then they want in, and he, rightly so, says, you're on your own. I have to protect my family. So the whole thing, I was like, I'm Team Bill on this. Like, this, I built this. I just caught a bunch of crap for it during my dinner party for building it. And so... I would do anything to protect my child. And I probably wouldn't. I mean, if the story were about me, I wouldn't have. I'd be the unprepared people outside saying, please let me into your shelter. <laughs> but I don't think I'd be as angry as they were. They were crazy. Uh, you're right about us. We because we're in we're in Florida now. Before that, we were in Hawaii. I'm just always unprepared and, for an emergency. Well, and, and no, no matter what, they're always like, "We well, need to make sure you have like two months worth of water, <laughs> six months true. worth of canned food, and we <laughs> never have an emergency." I was kit. like, "But we have cookies. We're fine. <laughs> we've got we've got a can of baby corn. Our box of wine is empty. Get out of here. <laughs> I need to go to the store again. <laughs> I am definitely I'm unprepared for any zombie apocalypse, a fire, an earthquake. I just recently like. Uh, put all of my papers together in case there's an emergency. I need to like take my important papers out with me. Yeah, I'm speaking too loud. No, turn my volume. No, down. no, no. That's that's I'm I'm monitoring. Don't pay attention oh, to what I'm doing over, over here. <laughs> um, side note: my mom has all of her papers in a fireproof box, which is very smart, but so full it doesn't shut. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, so yeah, I would definitely not be prepared, which is why I've accepted death on a daily basis. I'm yeah. like, it could happen any moment i'm just i'm ready to go that's why at least once a week i cry on the way to work 
Uh, <laughs> Why cry? Once you're dead, nothing hurts. It seems like the best solution. That's, that's true. Uh, to to probably the, be one of those people that's like, let's all take these cyanide capsules, and then the bomb didn't drop, but we were dead anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like we were. I was uh, maybe I shouldn't compare us to Hitler and Eva Braun, but not today. <laughs> uh, you you the other thing you mentioned about us being unprepared and going to a neighbor's house. Uh, we would probably. If that was a situation, I don't even think we would go to a neighbor's house. You and I would be both be like, yeah, we messed up. Yeah. Oops. And I try so hard to not know my neighbors. I'm not gonna, <laughs> trying to get to know them right then so we can live in a 10 by 10 space for the next month. Yeah. Like, I, I, I still owe our neighbor his little, like, lawn flags from Lowe's. I, like, I bought an extra pair uh, or, or extra set because I'm like, oh, his other ones are rusty. I let him rust. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. I'm just saying that me. if we did, like knock on someone's door randomly and in a panic please do you have a bomb shelter yes we do let us in okay two days later i'll be like i want the f out of here i can't deal with you people i'd rather die there's only kill me you can eat me a handful of people i could stand to be in that small of a space with for that long and it doesn't include me or your son what just kidding oh my god you sit at the right hand of who i would choose you're definitely (laughs) in there uh appreciate that um to, I'm not not saying this because you said um was would be in the room with you, but you'd also be in the room with me. I know, I, I know, but I'm just saying. Like I didn't want you to be like, oh, he he needs to say that about me. I, mean, I was going to say it about you anyway. Especially if something happened in Florida, you know, like a other person out here. So <laughs> definitely, yeah, I would be in there with you. We would we would go kick Gary out of his shelter, and we would set a little podcast station up. But it's all made out of like styrofoam and plastic, and it doesn't even work. But we pretend we're podcasting. Because like, <laughs> remember when there was a world? It'd be like uh, in in Rick and Morty when the, they're in Cronenberg world and Jerry Beth. Are are at the it's like post apocalyptic. I'm trying to remember. And Summer is in a cardboard box cut out. Oh, looks like a TV. Right. She's like she's redoing Jaws. Like it would be like that. His eyes are black. Dexter, like, dance over us. I mean, Mexter. <laughs> no privacy. Okay. Anyways, his name is Dexter. Uh. So uh, okay. He would kill us just as soon as hug us. So he'd be in there all by himself, he w- surviving. He's sorry earth this is your your savior yeah. yeah that's why i let him watch me play fallout whenever those games come out. <laughs> uh what else what else did you did you did you like about the episode you know what i really liked this episode and i don't know if it's a weird reason to like an episode but my reasoning being that it's so i feel like it's always applicable like no matter what time you're in there's always a main worry that the united states or some place in the world but we're talking about United States right now. Uh, some big worry that they have a bomb or you know, some kind of imminent threat. And that I feel like this is exactly what would happen if not has already happened somewhere. Like when Hawaii had their bomb scare <laughs> yeah. and it was like, yeah. whoops, sorry, because the government's kind of dodeo, dodeo. Press the wrong button. Yeah. Why did they put that button next to the solitaire button? Don't you wonder how many people in Hawaii called their, called whoever and was like, I have something to tell you. Like when a plane's going down or something, well, they tell. They, well, I, I told you, uh, so for people who are listening who don't know, uh, you know, last in 2018, like it, or even or maybe 17, 2017, the end of 2017, it was right after we left Hawaii. That's right. Uh, there was a a a missile alert saying like, ah, the islands are about to get 
basically nuked. Bomba 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 bombed. Um, and so like everyone was freaking out about it. Turns out that somebody at the missile defense pressed the wrong button or something like that, and basically set off the alarms for everybody. Um, and how long? Like thirty minutes later or something before somebody caught it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I knew, um, which is basically this. The episode was what thirty minutes, yeah. right? Between the time they got an alert, and then they were like, you know what? Everything's gonna be fine, folks. <laughs> exactly. See you tomorrow. Right. Tune in tomorrow for more. Dude, dude, it's it's fine. Hey, McConnell Rad. I'm never listening to this radio station again. <laughs> uh, I, I, I there were, I had a friend who we met at the the, the conventions out there, um, who the 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 alarms went off, the emergency alerts went off, and and he was downtown Honolulu, and he was thinking, my wife is thirty or like thirty minutes an hour that Aww. way. Uh, my daughter is, is 15 minutes oh this gosh. way. And he's just like, he's sitting there parking and they're like, I don't know what to do. Like, who do I, who do I go see there? Oh my gosh. That's so ridiculous. It's so tough. Um, but I mean, the thing is that you feel guilty about it, but those are the things that like, when you face those decisions and it, then you realize that's the kind of decision you would make that might haunt you forever. That you're like, Oh, like I chose my child over my spouse. What does that say about me? Or I chose my spouse over my child. There's a movie. It's a foreign movie. Sophie's Choice. About yes, kind of, about uh, this family of a husband and wife and their two children, and they're sitting outside in some ski resort, and there's an avalanche that comes, and the father just like bolts and leaves everybody, but then everyone's okay, and their marriage does not make it because she sees what kind of man he is. Oh, gotcha. So like, in the watching the show, like it's a real what would you do situation. Would you let people in, or would you? you know if you were the other family would you fight 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 to get in or would you just make the best of the time you have what would you do and you wouldn't really know until that happened but i'd like to think that if i were one of the outside families i would say like can we come with you and then they're like no I'm like oh okay <laughs> and then we just run to our bathtub that's the only place i've ever heard is a safe place to go yeah. and we cover ourselves with a mattress <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the cure-all we, we do have a big bathtub it's a cure-all for any <laughs> emergency situation and i don't know i i hope that i wouldn't be an a-hole i'm trying so hard not to cuss yeah you you, you can cuss it's, it's fine i i will but if I, I were in this in the shelter i definitely yeah. would be like even if i were sad and terrible and my son thought i was terrible forever i wouldn't let those people in I can't. I can't choose who to let in. I yeah. and I have these things for my family, and that is what is most important to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, two two thoughts on on your what you're saying. One, I feel like we're pretty much in agreement with each other. If it comes down to uh, Dexter surviving or one of us surviving, and you have to choose, obviously it's going to be Dexter. To obviously, survive. yes. Like we like you and I agree with that. Yeah. Um, no harm no foul we're not upset with each other about it it's like he definitely is the most important thing yeah exactly right um and then and then the second thing is i wanted to ask in got a little emotional oh, oh, no no oh. Oh, let's not cry we'll, we'll cry later about it just kidding i don't cry will that fill up my wine glass again i don't know <laughs> Do you want throw on throw? the question i had the second <laughs> question i had <laughs> was in in that moment when they are before they you know they ask and uh they they ask 
the Dr. Stockton Bill tells him, no, go away. You can't do it. What would you do at that moment in that, in that environment, in that situation, that's the exact environment? As who? As, as, as a parent, right? Which parent though, like on the outside trying to get in or, or already uh, out, outside get in. Yeah. Like, what would you do? Like, oh, I it's might down. say at least take Dexter. I might say that. I was thinking that when we were watching it, but then I'm like, but no, like they're going to raise him weird. So <laughs> I, I'd rather him just always be with me. Like just take Dexter and me because I have to be with him all the time. Um, so I don't know. I definitely wouldn't break the door down. Can we get to that? I mean, like, we're still talking about the big issues of the episode, but I have to talk to you about how they break the door down in the episode. <laughs> this door that's supposed to, like, to be against the bombs. stand up against the bomb. Yeah. Like, like however many tons of so flustered. Sorry. <laughs> and then their <laughs> aluminum foil door caved in. What and if I were his door. son, Paul, I'd be like, thanks, Dad. These six cans of soup and that aluminum foil door really gonna <laughs> save us. What have you been doing down here this whole time? I okay, let's let's talk about the door getting broken down. <laughs> uh, he tells his son, like, "All right, let's let's brace against this door." Uh-huh. And nothing was braced against the door. Well, they had like it's like they were in a ten by ten room. He's like, "Let's put the furniture up against and like the table, the table that's there." <laughs> And the other people had a handy battering ram, which you told me was a pipe, but still seems like it's they, a strange they, thing to have laying around. They, they said in the episode, hey, Jim Bob has a bunch of heavy pipe lying around. Who did they say had pipes? I never heard that part. Yeah, no, it, was, that part. It, was, it was in there. They're like, it's down the street. Like, yeah, but let's not tell him what it's for because then he'll want to get in our shelter. Oh, yeah, oh, that guy. We don't want to save shelter? him. Our oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, well, so it worked yeah. and it banged the door in. But then they, they, they kept calling it a battering ram. And they they're did. like, I mean, technically it is because that's what you're using it for, but it is still heavy pipe. It's a pipe, Jerry. <laughs> was the actual guy's name. Uh, it was Jerry. Okay, good. But thanks. I threw it back to Rick and Morty for you. Let's see Jerry. what. Jerry. <laughs> and then. By the way, listen gonna... to Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial. No, I'm joking. You can say it. Interdimensional oh. RSS. The unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Don't ASMR me. (laughs) I felt like uh, the Twilight Zone kind of, I'm like, is Rod Serling like prophet or realist or super cynic? Who hurt you, Rod Serling? Where he's just like, people suck. Every episode I write is about how people are going to be the reason that the earth doesn't make it. Hysterical (laughs) people, panicky people. There's nothing more terrifying than that. Whenever there's an emergency in any of the zombie movies I see, it's always like, who's the real animal? It's We're the, the human- walking dead. Oh my gosh. Oh, but uh, I and get I, the metaphor now. I don't doubt it for a second. People are <laughs> terrible. Yes, they are. Not me. No. But everyone else. Yeah. Especially those listening to the show. Uh, Not you, Six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's mean. Uh, I, I, was, I was thinking, okay, going away from the door getting crashed and i just want to say when i'm uh, when i'm thinking about getting turned down and then what better use of my time can be made instead of breaking down a door and killing people i know like i'm like oh you know what here he's go see a movie go (laughs) go watch the day the earth stood still (laughs) it's in theaters you have 15 minutes (laughs) you could be getting drunk on the march teach your kid to ride a bike something 
something productive, fun, something you're going to remember for the rest of your yeah. lives. Leave your kid with a lasting memory. <laughs> <laughs> but they they could have they could have totally reinforced Bill's basement. They could have done stuff to yeah. like like oh, no, no. help ensure the one guy's survival. like I have thirty gallons of water. Okay, well let's start there. Well, let's I guess uh fill up your pool then, <laughs> uh idiot. Like, I don't remember which one he was. Oh, I do so want mean. to reference though that Jerry. <laughs> They turned against one guy in particular. His yeah. name was Marty. Yep. And they turned against Joseph him because Bernard. something, something, Jerry got all upset. Like, you foreigners come over here and expect blah, blah, blah. And it was at that moment where I realized that that uh, Marty was supposed to be a foreigner. And his name in the show is Marty Weiss. Marty, W-E-I-S-S. Weiss, if I might. <laughs> you um, might, yeah. It seemed I've just was distracted the rest of the episode trying to figure out what kind of foreigner he was supposed to be and that he was having a dinner party with those white gentlemen in 1950, whatever was amazing in the first place. So that's groundbreaking. Yeah. I was like, come on, Marty. Of course they weren't going to let you in the bomb shelter. They just barely let you come to dinner. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh... Poor Marty and his mixed marriage or, interracial marriage or he uh i don't know if you you're gonna say this but he of all the, of all the actors in that episode he seemed most likely to be one of my distant relatives <laughs> just because he had a mustachio just, yeah just because just the <laughs> mustachio he did seem like he could be related to you right yeah am i right or mel blank i had definitely had that thought oh yeah uh, he didn't do any voices in this, but he did his own. Oh, oh, wait, not Mel Blanc. No, he. I don't know where he was during the shooting of this film. So, uh, but but Grandpa Joe, he was he was Jerry. Who's who? I still can't believe who's the skinny guy? Who's like the skinny face guy? He's the real real dick. No, that was Jerry, no, the one no. that wouldn't let his wife have any wine. No, no, that's not Jerry. That's uh, that's some oh, other dude. Oh, that's not Grandpa Joe. No. Okay, that's where I got confused. I thought that's who was who Jerry was. No, I can't think of who that other dude was. Well, you keep talking. Well, I will we'll... say that there was a at the very beginning they're having this dinner party and the background chatter to me. I missed all the like main stuff that was happening because I was so interested in the background happenings of this. The um what do you call it the blocking of the, or what do you call it when it's like the people have to go stand here and do this yeah, and stand, so is that the block, blocking blocking yeah i thought it was written so well to seem so natural for a dinner party you know the wife going around and offering coffee and the people just very casually being like no more for me or yes more for me and then they they decide to move to the living room and there's even like just so tiny you couldn't even catch it we had to rewind it like you wouldn't yeah. catch it if you're paying attention to the real story where some guy's refilling his champagne and a woman who turns out to be his wife stops to get some more too and he turns her down like no you don't need any more and then she's like my husband won't let me have any more wine you guys that's so crazy it was, it was such a such a and it was such a real it like, is spousal a, moment it is and so it's those little things that make shows like that like the twilight zone stand out where it's like so real so you can that you can immerse yourself in it if i can be pretentious for just a moment yeah You're like this is a real life about. thing <laughs> that's exactly what would happen between me and brandon and as i'd be like i love the drink and he was like now's not a good time honey and i'm like Ugh. 
except I would be a little bit more belligerent probably yeah. about it. I'm like, he never lets me drink. You don't know me. Hey, I hate you. I want a divorce again. <laughs> Who paid for this champagne? Not you. <laughs> uh, clarification, that, that gentleman's name is Frank, and he's played by Sandy Kenyon. Oh, that's Frank, huh? Yeah. And he is the best friend then. He's the, no, no, he... no, no. Jerry is the best friend. He's the one who gosh, gave the speech. Oh my gosh, we didn't watch the same show, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The guy who did, gave the speech at the beginning, that is Jerry. Oh. That's Grandpa Joe. Okay. Frank is the like the skinny really guy. Really skinny guy. Yeah, who punched uh, Marty. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully you've watched the episode by now because <laughs> I've screwed up everything for everyone who's yeah, listening. I don't even to know. It. I don't even know what we're wa- we're talking about. I'm anymore. so sorry. This whole time we're talking about the monsters are due on Maple Street. <laughs> this whole time I thought Jerry was Frank and Frank was Jerry. <laughs> and that is the Twilight Zone. <laughs> it is I the podcast, the Twilight Zone podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I did. Uh, I, I made the joke about Maple Street. Um, but I wanted to. I wanted I to. Thought a- of that. I yeah. wanted to ask, uh, what do you think the difference is between this episode and Monsters Are Due on Maple is Street? Is there on? a difference? I was wondering the same thing when I was watching it. I'm like, there's not much of a difference. There's an emergency, and they all turn against each other. Except for, um, I mean, they all point fingers during Monsters on Maple Street. This one is them like relying on someone else. And so this is such a subtle difference. I feel like it's very similar, but you don't. It's written so well, both episodes are written so well that they aren't the same. But yeah. really, at the heart of it, they are, but they're not at all. They're yeah. completely different themes and topics and, and fears. And you go down this, uh, you know, like, their lights are on, someone must be home. And that's one episode. This one is Three Little Pigs. Listen, yeah. listen. <laughs> at, at, at the core of both the episodes, it's they, they people don't trust each other. That ha- and I'm saying there has to be a few, yeah. at least a few more Twilight's and episodes that are like people are like when there's an emergency, people are the ones that are going to cause all the chaos. Yeah. Uh, do do you do you like this episode? I mean, which episode do you like more as uh, between the two? Oh, that's a good question. Um, because I because I, I can- like this one more because it's inside, and I feel like that's more believable. There's no way I'd be standing outside and all that. I'm like <laughs> yeah. I'm going inside. Yeah. And Monsters on Maple Street, they all they all stand outside for a long time. But in this one, it's like they're all indoors. They all leave their kids upstairs in the kitchen. And <laughs> like I feel like that is my life. What would happen? Yeah, I, I like this episode more. And I think it goes to what I think the difference between the episodes are. And it's that it's a couple things. One, there's there's more of a resolution in this this episode. Like the resolution in Ma- Monsters on Maple Street is. Uh oh, it's aliens. Aliens did it. Yeah, but they're still fighting forever. But like, they're you don't still know fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is uh, the government's dumb. Everyone, everyone stops and they're like, no, it's okay. It's not a UFO. It's just satellites, guys. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't mean it, Marty. Just like Bill's not going to hold this you know against. What? Here's us. what I will say about that. So I was thinking about that, like, oh, to see the next day on this thing would be like Real Housewives kind of stuff, where it's like, oh, how do they talk to each other? How do they go to school with each other? But I, I wouldn't like, move. People, no, people are so weirdly able to forget weird things like that. That's something that like it would take maybe a couple weeks and they would be back to hanging out and then they would be laughing about it and joking about it. And they're so able to like not focus on what is real and what is yeah. an emergency and stuff. I mean, and, I think Bill. And that's a sad that's sad. Bill, who has the bomb shelter, would be the most scarred from it. 
I think everybody else, because they're so wanting to let go of it and not feel guilty, would be able to joke about it after that. Yeah, yeah. And, and on, you know, uh, first Frank is the one who apologizes to Marty. Like, I don't, I didn't mean that. We're just, we off our rockers. That, that's all. Um, and then, then Jerry uses Jerry uses Marty and Frank's kind of interaction to be like, Oh yeah. Marty will be okay. Right. Just like he was the second kindest after Bill. He was the one that was like, I don't think we should break. Yeah. This door. He uses them, them as an example to be like, yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, let bygones be bygones. Right, Bill? Right? Huh? Huh? And then Bill's like, oh, God, I'm moving out of this place as soon as I can. I was just thinking, like, what if the bomb had dropped? Or, like, all that that moment where they thought the bomb was going to drop, was Bill, like, kind of a part of him, like, I told you guys! Oh, I'm so happy! He's We're so- in the shelter and <laughs> yeah. you're not! And, like, a little bit satisfied with himself. It. Uh, and then even when they break the door down, part of me, if I were Bill, would be like, I hope the bomb drops right now and kills us all. But you guys are alive for just an extra minute to see <laughs> that now we're all dead. Dummies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I like I like it. Not a nice person. I like it. <laughs> I like it. So I like it for that. Um, that that has resolution. And there's there's a more the this whole like kind of like burying stuff and repressing it uh seems very you know it, it's more grounded in reality i think aside from this this hawaii-esque situation mm-hmm. it's 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 more real to me than monsters are doing maple street because it's something that i feel that has has happened or or very likely could um so i think that's that's really the key difference is it's not centered around a bunch of people who are, are vaguely familiar with each other and interact with each other it is friends like you see me using it. Yeah, quotes. that's true. And the monsters do on Maple Street. They're not exactly friends. They're acquaintances who are yeah. neighbors. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. true. Um, and it's and it's an outside threat, and they're looking, they're they're looking for that outside threat and finding it in each other. Whereas this, there's there's clearly an outside threat, but instead of them pointing fingers, they're saying, "No, save you, me from this. You have something that I, you're a doctor." You're supposed to be helping people. Why aren't you helping me right now? Yeah, why are doctors held to such a high standard? They're just people. People? There's people and people are stupid and mean yeah. and... They take the... Has always and will always be our biggest problem as people here on Earth is getting along with each other and saving humanity and the Earth by being nice to each other and like, you know... Get the product. <laughs> yeah. I ran out of words. That's a good way to. That's a good way to end it. Um, <laughs> ran out of words. I, I did. Uh, I did write um, that the kids were eating the cake. There's a random little, little like five, three second scene yeah, of the kids eating short. cake. Like thank the you parents are that. like fighting, 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 and then the kids like on the side like. I don't know what's happening. There's a cake. Happy birthday, I'm cake. Eat this cake. I love candy. Candy, candy, candy. Um, I, think- I guess that's what we learned from the whole thing. That's what we should take from it. If there is a bomb about to drop, give your child some cake because they will be so happy when oh they God. die. Yeah. Like, that's what they'll be thinking about when they die. Help me make this, this double brownie. No, you can't be baking it. They have to be eating it. Well, I can't always have cake ready. If we're going to get new. What I, kind of parent are you? I don't know. 
what kind am I? <laughs> I have all I know is that I have at least a box of famous Amos cookies in there. Send me free things, famous Amos. <laughs> not not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, Bill asks, what what these dam what we don't know what those damages really are uh, 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 with the That's aftermath. him trying to be. I'm like you and, know, Bill. That's rhetorical. And I, and I and I was and I was and I was thinking to myself, I don't, I don't. Probably a couple hundred for that door. Maybe you should reinforce it with some steel instead of it being like like poster board. And he said he had stuff down there for two weeks, which I was like, What do you think nuclear fallout is, Bill? <laughs> do you think two weeks later you're like, Ah, let's go catch a fish in the fresh lakes of. <laughs> The, the streams have, have purified themselves. <laughs> no sediment at all. He did have quite a lot. and he, But then he said, I only have stuff for two weeks. And I saw a glimpse of his shelves. And I was like, there's way more. One can of soup definitely could be split between three people if you're being careful. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. As long as, as long as it's like, like not, as long as it's not like split pieces. He had like three jugs of water, which is weird. You should have been storing water down there for a long time. There was a sparklets thing of water down there that was only half full really? for some reason. Did you see that? I did not see that. That was weird. Was it actual sparklets? It was, what did they have in the 50s? I don't know. <laughs> Schmarklets. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, final thoughts on, on the episode. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you rate this? What do you, mm, what do you rate it? A strong nine. Uh, almost a ten. Out of, out of, out of what? Like what? <laughs> 7,000. Like, like stars? <laughs> This is a star search. <laughs> I out of ten, which is the standard, uh-huh. and I feel weird that I have to explain myself. No, no, I, I, I say it because some people use, uh, like, do you want me to use Cyrillic or like, no? It could be like binary. Like some people are like three out of five porcupines. Oh, okay. Well, based on porcupines, uh-huh. it's definitely <laughs> a spike and a half. Okay. Uh, six quillion. <laughs> no, I give it out of ten. Okay. Obvi. Six quills. A nine. Nine out of ten. Maybe quills. more. I was thinking during that because I'm like, I know Brandon likes to ask this question. It might be a ten because I feel like this one speaks to me. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought that I would be <laughs> slapping <laughs> the lap. Have to watch of, it again now to see if that of sheltering that Grandpa Joe. Yeah. So all I can imagine is him drinking that. Damn bubbly drinking, getting everybody in trouble. Thanks a lot, Grandpa Joe. I don't, I don't know if this episode is, uh, is beloved as Maple Street, but I feel again that it's that's true. Maple Street is, is, it gets so much credit because it was so early on in the series, season one, and it had that twist ending where the, everyone's like, oh, oh yeah. so it was the first one to be that way. Yeah, but I, but I think this, in my opinion, this is a, a is better crafted i think so too maple street i didn't realize this was season three um and even when you said you know to watch the shelter i didn't know which one you're talking about until i saw like the opening i was like oh yeah i do remember because you're right monsters do a maple street is a really prominent twilight zone episode Mm -hmm. i don't know who decides that yeah i don't know uh the twilight zone committee zone (laughs) uh jordan peele oh um <laughs> not not a sponsor. Uh, although I'm trying to, it'll never happen. Come be best friends with me, Jordan. Send me a screener of us. Can we talk about that? Are we allowed to talk about that? Well, like, we'll, 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 oh. we'll, 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 we'll not this episode. We'll talk Sorry. about that here, here here in a couple minutes. Okay. Uh, so the last little bit of this the show that I've added that I've changed up 
is is a segment I like to call Choose Your Own Adventure. Ugh. End Venture. Nope. Or Adventure. Add Adventure to the end. Yeah. Adventure. Add like end end venture. I know people E-N-D. who changed their last names to venture because they thought that sounded cool and it I know, totally did. I know them too. Yeah. Hopefully they're not listening. I hope they listen. Then you'd have six plus readers. <laughs> I mean, uh, listeners. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, I ask you, Chelsea, how would you, how would you change the ending? I'm dreading this. I do not like this question. I'll let you go first then. I'm not a creative person. Uh, I, my first thought was how dare I even try to change Rod Serling's ending. And if I said the ending I'm about to say to Rod Serling, he would slap me in the face. Well, good thing he's not alive, but his daughters what? are. So don't let them know. I, there's a reason I don't write for television. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough of that. But I thought to myself, what, what do I feel like would happen? Whether I, and so I'm assuming I'm one of the outsiders that didn't build a thing. Uh, bomb shelter is a thing. Okay, yeah. And so this is what I think what really would happen. Okay. It's like, oh, by the way, everyone who built a bomb shelter gets $100,000. And I'd be like, son of a crap. Of course they do. I feel like that's what would happen. And then some of the people who built their bomb shelter get a little bit of like a, that's nice. Now we can move away from this neighborhood where we hate everyone. And then all their neighbors really get stuck to them because what's, What's bad for them? They still get to be alive, but now they know they missed out on that hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I know what it boils down so, to for me. It's money. <laughs> so, so you're, you're, um, the thing you came up with, yes, is is everyone who built a bomb shelter mm-hmm. basically gets reimbursed for the bomb shelter they, yeah. Yes. Well, I don't know how much it costed then to build a bomb shelter. Maybe it cost, say it cost them twenty thousand dollars to build a bomb shelter. They, they, they get, get a profit. They get tax breaks. <laughs> <laughs> they get a tax credit. I feel like that is the best case scenario for this show. Uh, that's what I came up with. I told you it wasn't clever. I told you it wasn't weird even that it was just so boring. I, I mean, I love it. It's based on economics. I do. I do, in fact, love it. But- but oh my gosh Does it make um, you want to build a bomb shelter a little bit more now because in your brain you're kind of like oh, what if that does happen oh my god we should have one just in case because with inflation it would be more than that I now can't, i can't even i can't even wrap my head around all the facets of- or like everyone who didn't your first child has to die things like that i feel like a punishment or a reward are in order but that's because i was raised catholic punishment and reward are how you do things oh yeah i'm also catholic and i didn't think of that you're not as good a Catholic as I am. <laughs> I didn't go to catechism. So. You should definitely know that people get punished or rewarded, and there's no in between. <laughs> um, I'm so you 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 messed me up because I don't now I don't remember what my ending was gonna be. <laughs> it, it was gonna be. It was was gonna, it like they get ninety nine thousand dollars? That's not as good as mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my my ending is actually piggybacking off of yours, and it's <laughs> then then another guy comes up afterwards and says. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm the I'm the shelter tax. No. And then Freddy's glove comes out of the ground and pulls them all down. Like I'm the tax shelter. I don't know. It's some 
some economic It's the joke. first time I've heard you legit laugh at something I've said in a while. Yeah, I'm so on. I don't know whether to be flattered or insulted, but I'm on. Either way, I'm excited. Uh, I, you, you got, you got me. You, you tickled me in a way that is only a wife can tickle you. Yeah, <laughs> on on audio. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, uh, Chelsea. Wait, what's yours? You don't know? Well, yeah, I I just piggyback. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, you're gonna force this on me. Um, what my, you? My my ending is after they get out of the shelter, and he, he's asking, he's asking, how much are the damages really? Will, will we ever know? Uh, one of his friends says. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And then he says, "Oh, cool. Can you can you tell me?" He says, "Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to bring in. I mean, I, I I'm have, an insurance claims adjuster. I, I, I have an assessor. He can come down on Tuesday. Are you free Tuesday?" And then he says, "Well, I'm not free Tuesday. Actually, I've got a patient I have to see that day. What about what about Wednesday?" He says, uh, "Wednesday might be good. Let me let me check back with them." And then Wednesday rolls around, and and then. Uh, oh, that cut too, or do we have to watch the whole like in real time? The, that's that's the <laughs> twist. It's it's in real time. You can tell so much about a person by the alternate ending that they choose. <laughs> Yours turns into a bunch of mumbo jumbo. I've had I had good ones before, and I before you, my you, brilliant one. <laughs> I mean, I should get Anne Serling to listen <laughs> to. Your Don't alternate tell her ending. I ever said anything about <laughs> her father's show. <laughs> I when I was first asked that question, my legit thought was like, no, I don't think of endings. Rod Serling thinks of endings, and that is why he's amazing. Yeah, his endings are always perfect and yeah. poignant. Ooh, that's a good word. I haven't heard that word in. There's a G in it. Many years. Um, yeah, it's like P O I N A N G T. Nope. Nope. Poignant. Poignant. Uh, okay. So that that's the episode. Uh, you wanted to talk about. Jordan Peele and the Twilight Zone that's that's coming up. So let's go ahead, let's go ahead and do that. Since you don't have a podcast or anything to promote, and everybody else who comes on the show, they're like, oh, hey, let me promote something. Why don't you and I take? Why don't I promote free will, humanity, <laughs> goodwill? <laughs> let's all just—they're building one down the road. <laughs> if we would all just take a lesson from the Twilight Zone, people would be better people. That's right. Right. There's so many like what not to do's do in the you, Twilight Zone. Do you think? Do you think Jordan Peele is going to tap into that? I do because already Get Out, I think, was a big social commentary kind of a movie. Um, I hope that he can tap into such a wide range of it the way that Rod Serling did. I feel like he. I mean, everyone has different perspectives. Rod Serling came from his and Jordan Peele will come from his. So either way, it'll be a different perspective than we're used to from the Twilight Zone per se. Mm -hmm. But he's was, he's not writing episodes there. He's just hosting other people are writing episodes. I don't know. Uh, there there are other writers who are writing the episodes. Uh, but <clears throat> I I think since he's producing it, it it's it's bringing... This is what I felt was was missing in like the 80s and the 2000 reboot was that there wasn't like a like a singular kind of voice that was really kind of like a unity of direction with the series and and obviously we haven't seen his episodes yet so we don't know if that's true right but if they if they stick to kind of like the theme of like get out and even from what we've seen of us yeah the trailer so, so far that kind of 
people are scary. That social commentary. That that's what I I, I don't know if, if 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 I've really a lot of it is that. people are scary. Social commentary is mainly about how uh, people yeah. suck. I mean, basically, yeah. People and they suck in different ways. Different people suck in different ways, but everyone sucks. Yeah. I so then I'm like, oh, is Jordan Peele if he is to be the next Rod Serling? He must be such an amazing person. I really need to meet him now because I so uh, admire Rod Serling for all the things that he wrote. I never spoke to him. I don't know him, but all the things he wrote leads me to believe that he was uh, open-minded and um, not non-judgmental, but kind of like um, tolerant person. Pro- for, progressive. For yes, the, the progressive, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, and Jordan Peele is married and has a child with Chelsea Peretti. Oh, yeah. So I feel like he's a good person for it, and I'm excited to see what it is, and now I want to be friends with him. How does that happen? <laughs> That's basically the point of this. If you know how to become friends with Jordan Peele, or text, you, text me at 555. Or you know how to get us screeners to the Twilight Zone before it releases on mm-hmm. April 1st, please let Anyone me Anyone knows know. Chelsea Peretti, because my name's Chelsea too, I feel a connection. Yeah, that's right. Plus we both have a nose. <laughs> yeah, and R's in your, in your name. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> thanks. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Is there anything you want to say to the listeners before you? Just before I thank cut you, you off? for listening and thank you for supporting Brandon. And I'm so glad that you guys have stuck with it. Invite your friends to come and listen to it. I think it's interesting. I feel like there's at least an interesting thing that gets said every episode. <laughs> so you have to listen to the whole thing to catch the pearl of wisdom. <laughs> but I, I don't come along for the ride, guys. All right. And uh, when when I convince Chelsea to get CBS All Access uh, to watch The Twilight Zone, we'll let you know. Uh, she's giving me the dirty looks. Um, all right. There goes the diapers. <laughs> for, for the seven-year-old. He's a low, late bloomer. <laughs> And that was Chelsea Cruz, the Mrs. Cruz woman herself. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have her. It's good to spend time with her talking about something that that I love, something that she really cares about. And uh, it makes sense that we enjoy the same things because we've been married for over 15 years. What do you know? Ah, if there's a thing you want to talk about, if you want to get a hold of the show or a hold of either of us, there's a few ways you can do that. You can hit me up, of course, on Twitter at S4YA underscore podcast. Same thing with Instagram, S4YA underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash S4YA podcast or email S4YA podcast at gmail.com. And finally, go to the website, apatheticenthusiasm.com. In uh, the last thing I want to point out, if you like the show, if you don't like the show, I would love to know your opinion. So head out to Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast app you choose and leave a review. It lets me know how I'm doing and how I can improve into the future. Uh, And uh, until next time, I am Brandon Cruz, and this is submitted for your approval. 